Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of The Miracle Moment. So on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you another migraine miracle story. Uh, this one coming from Jan Richards. And Jan is one of our Migraine Everland members. And as you'll soon hear, yeah, she's coming to us all the way from Australia. And she first discovered the Migraine Miracle by reading the book and then ultimately uh, joining our Migraine Everland membership. And as you'll soon hear, she's completely turned her life around in several ways. And you can just hear uh, the joy that's in her voice. It's still incredible and a bit magical uh, for me to think that just by putting words on a page, someone's life halfway around the world can be transformed like this. But it just shows how valuable and precious good ideas are and how important it is to do whatever it takes to keep sharing and spreading those ideas. And I'm certain that someone out there is going to hear Jan's story today and will be inspired and motivated to take action so that they can then experience the same sort of uh, transformation that she has. Also, I know that I talk about how valuable these success stories are to those of you listening for inspiring and motivating you to make big changes in your life. But I should also add that these stories are also extremely valuable to me as well. And they inspire and motivate us to keep trying to get the message of the migraine miracle out into the world. Um, anytime you put yourself out there, whether it's in the form of a book or a podcast or a blog post, whenever you release something like that out in the world, um, you're almost guaranteed to invite some criticism and haters, um, especially uh, some of the topics that I cover in the book and here on the podcast. Um, nutrition, for one, as you, I'm sure you know, and as Jan will talk about in her interview, can get people really fired up. Um, in fact, it's oftentimes surprising just how controversial a topic it can be. Um, but also spreading the message that drugs may not be the best solution for migraines is not one that some folks want to hear. Um, or the idea that we as migraineurs have the power to influence the course of our condition and aren't just the victim of unlucky genetics that we're powerless over is another message that's sometimes not uh, openly received. So I get plenty of negativity directed my way. And of course, like I said, that's bound to happen anytime you put yourself out there. But nonetheless, negativity is no fun. I'm just as human as everyone else. And like every other human, uh, I'm a bit predisposed towards taking the negativity harder than the, than the positive feedback. Um, additionally, as you'll hear Jan speak about, uh, you'll likely encounter some of this yourself if you make changes to your diet and lifestyle. Um, and especially if you try to share your thoughts on the topic with others, uh, even if it's with the best of intentions, you might be met with a surprising amount of resistance and resentment. So these are issues that all of us going down this road uh, that's still somewhat unconventional will have to deal with in some way, shape, or form. So learning to deal with that negativity and, most importantly, uh, learning how to not let it de derail you from the road you're on uh, is a big piece of ultimately being successful. So hopefully these stories will help you deal with that negativity in the same way that they help me. That's one reason we have many of these stories right there on the homepage of MyMigraineMiracle.com to serve as a source of inspiration for you, but also for me as well, and to help uh, remind me that this work is worth doing, that continuing to do everything I can 
to get this message out there is worth doing and to not let the negativity stand in the way of doing that. So to Jan and to every single one of you who has or who will take the time to share your story or to give your feedback, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And also know that by doing that, you're helping this mission and you're helping to bring this message to all of those who still need to receive it. So thank you so much. Um, just as a short bit of housekeeping before we get started, our next 30-day Jumpstart Challenge, uh, which is designed to get you off and running with the Migraine Miracle Plan uh, with a full head of steam, uh, kicks off September 15th. So as part of the uh, Jumpstart Challenge, uh, everybody in the challenge moves through the Beast Slayer Training Academy together. And the Beast Slayer Training Academy now includes, as a bonus module, our newly created uh, Minstrel Migraine Protocol. And you can take part in the challenge either by uh, becoming a member of Migraine Everland, uh, as one benefit of membership is that you can uh, sign up for as many challenges that we conduct as you'd like, or you can sign up for it directly. And to learn more, um, just go to MyMigraineMiracle.com and click on the resources link uh, at the top and you'll find uh, information related to the Jumpstart and Migraine Everland as well as the other resources that we have to offer. Also, um, for the notes and transcripts of prior episodes of The Miracle Moment, go to MyMigraineMiracle.com forward slash moment. And just a final note before I get to the interview, the audio on this interview isn't perfect. Um, however, I do have the full interview as a video with captions. Uh, if you want to listen or view it that way, uh, just go to MyMigraineMiracle.com forward slash Jan. She really has a wonderful story, and she's a lovely person, so I think you'll find that listening to it is more than worth the effort. Okay, so without further delay, here's my interview with Jan Richards. So Jan, if you don't mind um, kind of giving us a little bit of, of your backstory, actually maybe just first of all tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and where you're from. Yeah, well, I live on the Sunshine Coast. Um, I'm 59. I've had migraines all my life. Um, and now I am kind of what I call accidentally retired, which is part of the migraine story. Um, but I'm actually really quite happy about that because now that I'm really healthy, it's wonderful being retired. Right. So um, I live on my own. I live in a beautiful beach resort. It's gorgeous with my little puppy dog. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit then about your uh, history with migraines when they kind of began and, and how they evolved over the years. Okay, um, I would say I had headaches as a kid. Um, before even I was a teenager, um, I recall having headaches then. Um, when I got into my teens, they got a lot worse. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I took uh, beta blockers. Like in my 20s, the, the pill did actually control the hormonal side of the movie, but I was still getting um, headaches like at the end of the um, period cycle of the thing. So they actually put me on another hormone that sort of um, used to cover that seven-day period. And I took, I literally took the pill and all these hormones for like 20 years without a break virtually, um, largely to control the migraines. Um, and to some extent it did. Um, I used to get really, really, really bad um, hangovers, but I think in retrospect they were probably just migraines. Um, so, like, I've always had them. Honestly, I never actually spoke to a doctor about them until about six years ago. And I think it was just because I'd always had them. And I just thought, you, you have a headache, you take pills. About six years ago, I was really sick. Um, I couldn't work particularly effectively. And um, right. 
I went to the doctor, and it was actually the first time I'd ever talked to him about the migraines. And um, so I started, I actually started a whole series of things at that time because I realised I was pretty in a hole. Um, and I started meditation. I started yoga. Um, I saw a therapist and have been seeing therapists for years, and it's been wonderful. It's really um, the whole thing, the meditation and yoga therapy really helped a lot. Um, but the other thing that, that the doctor did was put me on Imigrant, um, which was, <laughs> I wish I had never taken one of those tablets. Um, so five years after sort of starting all the meditation and everything, on one level I thought a bit better, but the rebound headaches were just unbearable. Um, and I was sick all the time. I was taking, I actually asked my GP, if I was overtaking right. Imigrant, and he checked my prescriptions and he said, you're right on the border. Um, I was taking, I would say, four or five easily a week. Um, you only get four in a packet, and I was replacing the packet at least once to twice a week. Um, and I was also taking um, uh, codeine, mixed medications, um, mm-hmm. a lot of Panadol. Anything I could get my hands on. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sleeping very well, so I was taking stuff to help me sleep. Um, I was taking stuff for my sinuses because I thought my sinuses were always not right. Um, I was just living on pills. Right. Um, and it wasn't good. Uh, it wasn't good at all. Um, and I, I actually gave up work um, because I couldn't concentrate. My yeah. vision was really bad. <laughs> um, and one day I just quit. And... Um, even after that, it kind of stress levels went down a lot, which did help. But because of the rebound and everything, the headaches just kept rolling on mm-hmm. and, um, and on and on. Um, and one day I actually called a friend and um, said, I can't come to coffee, I've got a migraine. But she was really sick of it. <laughs> and she said to me, why don't you go on this diet that my daughter's on? Um, she used to get migraines and she doesn't get any more. And I thought, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I um. I started looking. I just started looking. I had never thought about what I ate in terms of migraine, it, other than triggers. I knew there were lots of mm-hmm. Um So I just started looking. And because I'm a person who's taken pills all their life and who thinks that you go to the doctor and the doctor fixes things, I wanted to find a medical reason to do this diet. Um, and I think it took me about a day of Googling various different things. Mm. And I read a heap of stuff. I read a lot about diabetes and I read a lot about, um, you know, keto for all sorts of things because that was a diet that her daughter was on. And eventually I found her book and um, that was like the Sunday night. And the Monday morning I got up and I called every single bookstore on the Sunshine Coast and none of them had it. <sighs> and I couldn't read. It was broken and I can't read my page because my eyes are really light sensitive. But eventually I called this bookstore five minutes up the road and I had it. Um, so I went up and I bought your book and read it and followed it. <laughs> <laughs> and that day really taught really completely. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty incredible that uh, all the way across the world you're able to find it. <laughs> and really, you know, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to download this and read it, um, you know, on my iPad, but I didn't want to because I really – had a lot of trouble reading on the iPad, mm-hmm. and um, although less, less so now, you're down the track. But yeah, that's how I got your book. And um, I'll actually tell you, when I was reading the book, I had no—I'd had migraines all my life, and there was so much I didn't know about mm-hmm. them. There was so much in that book that it taught me, 
um, the whole thing with the um, with the balloons and right. all that sort of thing made sense. Um, it made it easy to understand. I think I have like a long prodome, mm-hmm. and um, that also had made it difficult. I think to sort of know when to take things and all that sort of stuff, and when I might be just before the migraine, and when it was you know really coming in and all that sort of stuff. So I learned a lot from that. But um, when I read the chapter on grains, I literally went to the cupboard, pulled every grain I had out of the cupboard, and took it to the neighbour. <laughs> And um, when I read the idea, when I read the chapter on drugs, I went into my bathroom and I literally flushed down the toilet. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so so you were prepared. I had to do something. I really did. Yeah, and you made it sound like it'd work. <laughs> I think if I read it and it would have been, oh, it's a fairy tale, you know, like, you know, or if I. You know, people try to flog you stuff all the time. Sure. You, you know, but I read it and I thought, no, this is real. Um, you know, this can work. And because also over the weekend I'd read a lot about the keto diet and um, I sort of had thought that the whole thing sounded like a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was prepared mentally. By the time I read the book, I was prepared to just ditch everything and do it. Uh, I did keep the immigrant and I took two more immigrant from that day onwards, one about a week and a half in. And I had massive migraine notes. I was just sort of teetering on the edge of ketosis. Um, so I took one then. And I took one a couple of weeks later. But I remember thinking neither of them did any good. So that was it. I just didn't take any more. Right. And um, didn't take any more coding drugs, didn't take. The only thing I kept was Panadol and aspirin. And um, these days, if I have to, um, I take that. Um, but um, rebound really blew my brain. <laughs> <laughs> the thought that I've been giving myself these migraines for so many years. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So that was kind of a big thing too. I just didn't want to um, go back into that territory at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately, as you probably know, that's a, a really common story. People don't realize that, you know, that the medicines are, are fueling the problem and, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't seem like it should, that should be the case. And you, you know, think you're doing the, all you can for them and, and then realize unwittingly yeah. fueling the process. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't think about what we eat. Really? You just, you just eat, you know, the health department kind of says eat your five um, whole grains a day, fruit and vegetables and no fats. And that's what I'm thinking. Um, in fact, I was I was a carb queen. I lived on carbs. Hmm. Yeah. I had no um, And I was hungry every hour, um, you know, because you are when you eat like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my body wasn't happy. And I'd yeah. been taking um, all my stomach for indigestion and stuff like that. I'd been taking um, things like Nexium and Tagamet and stuff like that for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And um, about three weeks into the plan, I thought, I don't think I need to take this anymore, and I'll just stop taking it. Wow, yeah. Um, that was really the first real difference for me. Um, my stomach just was fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty incredible so many times these digestive symptoms that have been, you know, blamed on all sorts of things, or whether it's reflux or whatever, uh, just go away mm. quickly. I mean, same same thing happened to me, and it's same thing happened to a lot of folks now, and, and um, yeah, we don't. We don't realize where what the true culprit um, is. So, how about how long ago was this that you found the book and kind of started on this journey? It was the twentieth of January last year. And so, um, like prior to that 
point, um, what was kind of typical for you? Were you, how, how often were you, was that, you, you mentioned with the immigrant like four to five times a week. Is that, is that kind of where you were at? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So pretty close to daily headaches of some yeah. sort. Yeah. If I yeah. went four or five days without a headache, oh, it was like, oh, I was so excited. Right. Um, but yeah, they were pretty much constant and I had a lot of, um, you know, sort of side symptoms that seem to have settled down a lot now. But one of them was my vision and light sensitivity. And because I was at a computer all day every day with my work, mm-hmm. I think that was you know, a big thing for me. Um, but, yeah, um, really I had got to the point where I couldn't work effectively, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't good. wasn't good at all. Yeah. And um, for those in the U.S., uh, Immigran is Imitrex um, or Sumatriptan. And, um, so, so you yeah. – um, uh, did you going back to your listening to your story? It sounded like things kind of st- went further downhill once you started on that in particular. Oh, um, yeah. Was that in retrospect the experience? Absolutely not. That I remember the first time I took him around, and I was at my brother's wedding, and they'd had the morning wedding out in the sun, and I got this massive migraine, and we had like five or six hours, and then there was another function. And I, we were in Maui, and I went back into my hotel room, closed everything so it's pitch black, and I took my first ever immigrant. And I remember the guy said to me, if it doesn't work in two hours, take another one. And I took the two, and I went out that night, and I was fine. And that's probably the first and last time it ever worked. <laughs> but it did work. That's the um, that's the double edged sword because you know it it so often does work and I remember the first time I took it I thought like this is miraculous you know and um, and can, but for for me too that's kind of if I look back and reflect um, things went from very episodic to much more frequent over the ensuing years and I think that um, close friends say to me once I'd, they sort of knew that I had got through a lot of that, you know, in the last year, that they even could tell how much worse they were getting. Um, people I worked with were, you know, it was so obvious how much worse they were getting in those last five years. Right. And so so how are things currently this day for you uh, as far as uh, headaches are? Oh, good. <laughs> Pretty good. Good. Um, yeah, they are. I, um, I was trying to think when I actually had the last headache I would call my yeah. And I would say that that would be, it's got to be well over six months ago, um, which is just awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, I've worked on this from so many different angles. Um, But for me, the icing on the cake really were the going off the drugs and the diet. I think they really have 80% of the effect of the whole thing. Yeah. Was the change in your diet initially uh, difficult or challenging or were you just so ready for anything that could work you were kind of willing yeah. to, to do whatever it took? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I actually did Jenny Craig about uh, five years ago mm-hmm. and um, really I think when you do something like that, they just starve you and you actually go into uh, you know, ketosis by accident. So I knew how hard, yeah. Yeah, I knew how hard that was going to be. Um, and the first three weeks were hell, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like I said, I had a massive migraine in the middle, um, but I was so determined, um, and particularly because even really quite soon, there are little positive um, things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your stomach's a little bit more, you know, and uh, I think that 
I was determined enough that um, I got through, I'd say the first three months really. But also, <clears throat> excuse me, I am, um, a lot of people I know talk about the energy burst when you, you get when you get into ke- mm-hmm. ketosis. And uh, I was in there, I, I like stayed there for around three months. Mm-hmm. And I never got that. Hmm. Um, my energy levels stabilized, mm-hmm. which was good. Right. Um, and from that point, it was good. And so I felt better. But um, I didn't have that extra energy that I sort of thought I should have. Mm-hmm. And I actually did a lot of, I read a lot of books and a lot of stuff at that time. In fact, I've got a stack of books in front of me here. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I actually um, started to put some more carbs in because I did read that some women need more carbs and stuff like that. And I thought, well, I'll give anything a go. Mm-hmm. But um, eventually I went and and said, look, I'm eating this diet. I'm not getting headaches anymore. And he already knew that. And he was kind of like stoked that mm-hmm. he took down the name of your book and all that sort of stuff. But um, he did full blood tests. So that was six months into the diet. Mm-hmm. And the fantastic thing was everything in my blood test was brilliant. My glucose, my magnesium, absolutely everything. Yeah. The only things he was worried about were the cholesterol. And after sort of going through your stuff again, mm-hmm. I convinced myself and probably him that that was actually fine. <laughs> right. You know, I, I think even though I didn't really get the full benefits from it to start with, I still got enough benefits from it that I was going to keep going. Yeah. No matter what. Sure. And I think you make a good point too that, um, that you, you know, there are, there are kind of different types of changes in energy that you might experience you know some people could get feel a, a boost in energy but for others it may just be like you mentioned a stabilization where you know you're you're off the yeah. it's not yeah. no longer the ups and downs that you're used to and and, yeah. and really like that's yeah. that's a weapon against stability of any kind uh, is a, is a weapon oh, yeah. against migraine so so now you're um you're not keto anymore correct so I don't I don't think I need to hang around there in keto. Right. I think, you know, I don't have the headaches. Exactly. Um, and I think I've found mm, I've found and it took a bit, but I think I've found um, something that suits me. And I actually used my app yesterday and went through everything I ate yesterday, just so I knew when I was talking to you that I was, you know, telling you the truth. Um, and I I saw you so I net about fifty grams a day okay. of uh, yeah, of carbs. Um uh, the, the app is net and we work on net here. So, um, so I guess that's probably around 70 or 80. Um, yeah. so that's about where I am on a daily basis. And I don't have to work hard to do that. It's still pretty low. So yeah, that's good. And that's, um, you know, I, that's kind of how I advise folks to do it with keto is, is it, uh, you know, it's an extra tool that can kind of give you a boost, but, um, in most, most cases, it's not something that needs to be done on the long term. It can just kind of help you get to where you want to be uh, more quickly. And, you know, if we want to kind of, yeah. if we want to kind of adopt a, an ancestral approach to it, that's probably the way that to do it because, you know, more than likely most of our wild ancestors were um, spending parts of the year in ketosis when, you know, f- carbohydrate rich foods were not available yeah. and then we're having other parts of the year where they weren't. So um, I like that as a, as just cool. a baseline model for overall health yeah. anyway. So that's great. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of where I've stuck at, and I'm comfortable with that. I don't have to think about it too much. It just, you know, it's just the way I eat now, which is really good. Right. And um, are you fairly uh, active physically? or? For the past five years, when the migraines were at their worst, basically it's very difficult to exercise. Yeah. But I was always someone like I had got into the yoga. Mm-hmm. I've always swum, and I would, like, try to swim, but it was never kind of something I could do regularly because I didn't feel good 
enough of the time. But now um, I am really getting back into it. In fact, last year was my healthy year. This is my fitness year. So um, I'm swimming three times a week. I do um, a yoga class a week, a Pilates class a week. I walk the dog a couple of times a day. So I'm getting reasonably um, active now, which is good. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, and, and you mentioned too, but uh, before when you went on the plan and you, you threw your, threw the medications away, um, and you went through a, you went through a difficult stretch. Um, was there anything that you did to kind of help you through? I know we have people who we, we get this question a lot because folks, you know, realize that where they need to go with things, but you kind of can, are obviously apprehensive about the thought of, of enduring without the medication. Did you have any particular strategies that you used or did you just kind of grin and bear it? Yeah, pretty much. I just stuck it out. Yeah. I um, if I did get something that I thought could accelerate into um a fair headache, mm-hmm. and I still will do this, I think. Or if I have to go out or something, and I've got sort of a bit of a headache, I do the coffee, mm-hmm. two soluble aspirin, and a hydrolyte, um, and sit down and try and do a meditation for fifteen minutes or half an hour or something like that, if I possibly can. That's kind of what I have done in the last year. If I've really thought that I had a headache that was necessary to take something forward. Right. Um, have you? Fa- do you feel like that when you that your headaches now are more receptive to that kind of approach than they would have been a year or two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't do it very often, a couple of aspirin can actually. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's another thing that's uh, definitely a lot of people notice is that oh that the the headaches actually respond to something again. So you know that so yeah. that you can you can you know once you kind of get through that hump, um, you can actually use the medicines as a tool to get you to a better place. You know. Yeah. Oh, although, as I said, I'm so. Um, aware of the whole rebound thing that I if I don't if I can get away without taking anything I will yeah that, I mean I think that's probably for that's always the 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 lesson that I'm trying to convey is not that you don't have to take anything you can't take anything ever again but it's just like to appreciate to understand what the consequences could be so that you're making that as an, an informed decision as possible absolutely yeah. so if there's a if there's anybody out there who's uh listening and they're kind of um where you were uh you know a few years ago kind of at the worst um what would you say to them or what would you have said to yourself uh back then oh i would say throw the immigrant in the bin <laughs> um <laughs> or down the toilet or something so that you can't take it yeah um look it was a long road for me i was taking drugs from the time i was a kid you know yeah. and i'm just talking about in medication um I don't know, trying to, I think for me, a big part of it was anxiety fed into it because Mm -hmm. I had headaches so much, um, you know, you know you're not performing well, you get anxious about that sort of thing. Um, So I think that honestly some sort of mindfulness thing that really helped me hugely, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, try to limit your drugs, try to get, you know, a little bit of exercise. And eat what's good for your body. That's all I can say. Um, I didn't do any of those things. Um, And, you know, my body loves the food. It just absolutely loves it. Um, (laughs) I lost six kilos over six months and I was never, ever hungry. I'm never hungry. I think because hunger used to cause so many headaches, I still have a bit of a thing in my head that says, oh, I've got to go and eat. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Which is probably not necessary all the time now. Um, 
But yeah, try the diet. I think the diet's it is a miracle. I hate to say it. <laughs> this is the challenge, right? This is the challenge, isn't it? Trying yeah. to not uh, over oversell it, but at the same time, try to convey just how how transformative yeah. it can be. Yeah, the first three weeks will be hard, depending upon how many carbs you're eating. Right. The first three weeks will be really hard. You'll have really bad headaches too. Yeah. I mean, you just will, but it's worth it. Different people have, you know, different ways they like to do things. And, and, you know, some folks are ready to just do it all at one time, whereas for others, it makes sense to tackle one thing at a time. And, and that kind of thing has to be uh, individual. It also sounds like uh, it's kind of changed the way you see food and, and that you've noticed in, probably in, in more ways than just headaches, kind of the way how, how connected to what we eat is, uh, how we feel. That's another one of the uh, benefits. And that's another thing that kind of migraineurs are predisposed to be able to learn that lesson easier, stay, pay attention because we do get this, you know, powerful connection between food and the way we feel. Absolutely. I don't know whether you have them over there, acai bowls mm -hmm. with the acai berries. And I convinced myself because it was full of antioxidants and stuff like that, that I could give one of these a go. Um, they're just pure sugar pretty much. <laughs> and I reckon 10, 15 minutes, after I started to eat it, I had the shakes, and that night I had it was incredible. And I can I can reflect think back too about how many times I ignored things like that, not thinking that the connection between the food and how I felt was that you know that that direct. And I and I would I would say oh that probably wasn't true. And then and then once I started paying more attention and I realized man this is this is this is real and it makes a difference. Do you have any uh, parting words before we let you go? Anything else you wanted to share with the audience or, or we cover it all? I just said, give it a go. Well, literally quitting my job because I couldn't work to feeling so good. I, I'm 59. I reckon that my 60s, I can be healthier than I was in my 50s and probably my 40s. It's that much of a, um, of a change through your whole body. Not just your head. <laughs> we see this over and over. You come in for the migraine relief and then you stay because it transforms everything else in your life and the way you feel. And yeah. people see me and, and they say, oh, my God, you look so much healthier than you did a year ago. Um, you know, they can't believe the change. I had a friend up here last week and um, she left. She was getting on the plane and she said, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you, you've really changed. Even my GP, you've turned your health around. It's, it's very tempting, I think, when you when you go through this and you experience all these great changes and you, you want to just tell everybody, you know, about it and try to get them to change their ways. But just just sort of existing and then showing, you know, people people do start to notice that you're looking healthier and, that, you know, that you're more vibrant. And the, the, then, the, then the ones who are interested will start to ask. So I got a bit evangelical in the early days. Um, because I, you know, I was just feeling so much better and I had no great expectation of ever feeling any better. And I sort of started to really talk about it to people, but I actually stopped doing that unless people ask me about it um, because people really object to it. They object to being, not just the being told how to eat, but actually have people walk away from me in a conversation once I say low carb. They're that negative about it. So I know. Yeah. What's happened around nutrition is kind of bizarre, but um, yeah, it's it's a hot it's a hot button thing. But yeah, I think it, for for me, the best the best language to use has been a nutrient dense whole foods diet. I don't think anybody can argue with that as an approach, you know. And that's all that's all it really is. You're just improving the nutrient quality of the food you eat. Yeah. 
Well, thanks again, Jan, so much for uh, joining me and for sharing your story and for uh, doing all the hard work it's taken and and suffering to get to where you've been. I think uh, Gregory made a good point in the last podcast as well in terms of like thinking about making this transition and sort of enduring the, the, the hard part to get to where you want to be, which is that in many ways, migraineurs are already prepared for that because we've dealt with uh, our more than our fair share of uh, pain over the years. And so... Um, you know, we've, we kind of have developed uh, the ability to in- endure those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, we're tough. Yeah, exactly. We are, t- we are tough. Um, it, it, like it or not, <laughs> we have to become that one. All right, Jan. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Mm-hmm.